1: Free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homeshef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life, homeshef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: Thanks for making the Locked On on this podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every single day. We are continuing our path. To go around the Ole Miss beat writers and all of the opinions that you need to listen to about Ole Miss football, I'm Stephen Willis, and joined today by Michael Katz from the Daily Journal. How you doing, Michael?
2: I'm
3: good, enjoying this nice California weather. It's uh, it's, it's finally cooled down here, which is which is nice. It's it's nice to be home for a bit during the bye week.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I bet it is. It's one of those things where down here in Central Florida, it it got down into like the mid 70s, and we were like, "What is going on?" So. Really, really, quite interesting. So let's let's go ahead and get started talking about this team. We're we're at the halfway point, the bye week. Ole Miss is five and one. What has stood out about stood out to you about this Ole Miss team so far?
3: I think that I know the offensive numbers: forty-two points a game, whatever it is. Uh, I know that's all really good. Uh, but I, I think the the thing that's that's encouraging is that there are a lot of spots where it could be better. Um, you you look at how it, the run game is really inconsistent uh, for the first few weeks. It, it seems like it's found its stride a little bit the last two, but uh, you know they had two under so you know sub one hundred yard rushing efforts in the first four weeks, and they had one all of last year, and so that was a little bit alarming. And yet they were still scoring points. They've had games where, you know, we saw against Arkansas where, where Dart got banged up and he was just off and they still are able to put touchdowns on the board. And so I think that as, as well as, as the, the overall numbers work, there's still a lot that they can get better with offensively. And I think that that's a really good sign because they're not playing anywhere close to what you would consider perfect. And they're still averaging about 42 points a game. I think defensively, uh, I guess my biggest takeaway through the first, you know, few weeks or uh, first six weeks is is when you look at that Arkansas game, that really seemed like the first one where they put a whole defensive effort together. We, we've seen it happen in spurts, we've seen it happen in quarters, we've seen it happen in halves, and and generally speaking, Pete Golding has done a nice job of making adjustments. One of the interesting things is if you look at you know, the, the spread of, of how teams are scoring against them, the difference between one quarter and the, the highest scoring quarter for opponents and the last scoring quarter for opponents, it's like seven points. It's all very even. So they don't have these these up and down uh, periods where you, we, last year we saw some times where uh, teams were scoring a lot against Ole Miss. And so it's it's been more consistent. They've made adjustments. And I think that Arkansas game, they've got to feel pretty good, especially with the going into the bye week. That's that's the taste you have in your mouth. You're, you're, you're feeling pretty good, uh, all things considered. Was it perfect? No. Uh, Do they need to tackle better? Absolutely. But, uh, you know, they're still only giving up on, I think it's under 24 points a game right now. When you're averaging 42, you don't need a top 10 defense. You just have to be better than, than what we saw last year. And I think so far, so good.
0: And they're doing pretty right, pretty all right when you consider the fact that they have already played Alabama. They have already played LSU. Now, you've got that big Georgia bullet point on the schedule coming up but the rest of the schedule seems fairly manageable
3: yeah I mean you you look at uh, Auburn is is not scoring right now the passing game is it's is pretty bad and I know that Hugh is going to have some some stuff up his sleeve for that game he always he always has has that for big games and I imagine it'll be just the same case straight against Ole Miss but uh, you know then you've got Vanderbilt you got a and m a and m i think is a, is pretty good but their offense isn't what you would say is it's it's not game breaking generally i think it's they're better but uh it comes and goes uh georgia that's that that's the one and you know they're averaging forty two forty three 43, something like that uh and their quarterback still isn't playing as well as as maybe he 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 could be and and they're still getting it done so uh, that, you know, that obviously scares you, especially with the talent level uh, that they have just all over the field. But uh, other than that, I mean, they're if if if, if they're in a shootout, they're, they're probably going to win that shootout uh, because they generally are going to have the better playmakers than anybody they're playing. And then, you know, you look at what's happening with state. Their offense is not exactly uh, uh, tearing it up right now. They have still got time to get it together, but it's been a little bit of a slower uh, you know, learning curve, getting that non-air rate offense. So, yeah, you, you look at the rest of the schedule and, and the defense should keep looking better.
0: You know, what's interesting to me is like, is the number one team in the country and everybody says the SEC is down this year, but Georgia hasn't put it all together. They kind of played well against Kentucky, but that game kind of lets you know that if they put it all together, this is kind of over, isn't it?
3: It's, it's funny because and, and I, I feel like we do this every year with somebody when, you know, a team is winning games a little bit closer than you expected and you're asking, oh, man, what's what's wrong with them? And then they show you exactly who they are. And this that felt like Georgia telling everybody, hey, like we're still the two defending champions. We're still really, really good and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, just watch what happens when it really matters, and you could tell that that was the game. I think you know. I know Kirby Smart is really, really good at motivating, even when the uh, you know the whole everybody said we were going seven and five or whatever it was last year, when absolutely nobody thought that. But uh, you know, whatever it takes to get your guys fired up, I think they're he's really good at motivating them. And this seemed like one of those ones where they were motivated because I, I there were you know there were some people taking Kentucky because Kentucky was playing pretty well. Uh, I was not one of them. I I thought Georgia would have enough. I thought it'd be a lot closer, Um, but I mean, that was just a butt kicking. And that seems like one of those cases where uh, I'm sure Kirby Smart probably had a a pretty good, uh, a pretty good pregame message to get them fired up to to get ready. And I think he's for those for for big games. I think they're always going to have that bit of an edge.
0: Yeah. The funny thing is you might be a little bit too young to get this reference, but about 15 years ago, 14 years ago, Georgia played Alabama and Georgia wore black jerseys and everybody thought Georgia was going to finally get Alabama cuz this was after Alabama had been winning some games and it's like Georgia is here, they're ready for primetime, Mark Richt has them ready to go. It was 35 to nothing Alabama at halftime. That is what that game reminded me of.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's every once in a while a team has to remind you they're still the, quite literally the top dog. And uh, just when other teams think that they might be catching up, those really good teams tend to have a way of of putting you back in your place.
0: All right. I had a video on Thursday that I put out, and it was basically titled, Can Ole Miss Go 11-1? And I understand, I was like, hey, in the video I'm pointing out there's a difference between can, should, and will. Uh, but can Ole Miss go 11-1? and I mean,
3: absolutely. I mean, they're going to be favored in all but one game going forward. I would think. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. A and M might be weird, uh, but I think they should be favored other than the Georgia game uh, going forward. I I know there's, you know, there's a reason they play the game. That's not all based on numbers and, and what should happen. Uh, there's a reason upsets happen, but uh, you know, they should be able to put up points on Auburn, and you know, Auburn I don't think can keep up. That's going to be the story of that one. Uh, Vanderbilt, uh, they're kind of in a weird place right now. I know they were a, a little bit on the upswing last year. It seems like maybe they've taken a bit of a step back, uh, especially offensively. Uh, you know, you've got A&M. Ole Miss always tends to... I know Lane Kiffin tends to have the guys up for Jimbo, if nothing else, because uh, we know about their relationship, and, and he, he, he and you know he wants to be Jimbo. Uh, that Georgia game is, is going to be fun. I, 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 It's hard to pick against Georgia in that one, but uh, again, weird things happen. Uh, ULM, that's I'm not even gonna talk about that one. And then, and then the Egg Bowl, um, you know, I know that's that's in Starkville, and that's that's the Egg Bowl is always a weird one. But uh, I, again, I, I don't know if, as currently constructed, that offense can score enough points, and that defense hasn't been quite as as suffocating as as maybe we thought it was going to be coming into the year. Uh, and of course, you also have the added uh, motivation of old miss uh, just how that game ended last year you know that they want to finish them off and, 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 and get that one so uh yeah I mean they absolutely can go 11 and one i I don't know if it'll happen I, I there's always a party that thinks that there's some weird upset somewhere in there um, because that's just kind of how it goes and I know that they should they should smoke Auburn, but that's a tough place to play, and there's so much weird history there. It's, you know, who knows? Maybe that's a day the offense doesn't show up. I don't know. Or it could be a day they win by four touchdowns. Um, but they absolutely can't. I think can is is absolutely fair.
0: Yeah. And the Auburn game, we're, you know, t- you brought that up. Uh, I talked to um, my boss at Locked On, who is also the host of Locked On Auburn. He has tickets to the Ole Miss game. He doesn't normally go to the um, the Auburn games. But that place is going to be a little bit of a cauldron that night. And everybody needs to expect what this atmosphere could be going forward. Because other than Tiger Stadium, picture what Tiger Stadium is for Ole Miss when Ole Miss is 7-0 and going in there. That's about what Ole Miss is walking into, aren't there?
3: Uh, it's it's crazy when you think about all of the storylines here. I mean, obviously, you've got former Ole Miss coach Hugh Freeze. You know he uh, he wants nothing more than to beat Ole Miss. You've got everything that happened with Lane and Auburn last year. You are going to – I mean, I, I, I know the press box is fairly uh, – the soundproofing is pretty good. I have no doubt I'm going to hear some absolutely insane things. Uh, if, from the crowd, I, I think I, I know it's 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 not going to be quite the same, uh, just in terms of capacity and all that stuff. But I I think this is going to feel a little bit like the game at Tennessee a couple years ago, where I think that you're going to be able to like feel the the anger toward the visiting team, and and a lot you know it last because it was because of what happened with Lane at Tennessee last time, and and I. I think there's going to be similar sorts of feelings this time. Uh, I know that a lot of Auburn fans talked themselves into, "Well, we didn't want him anyway," and all that kind of stuff. And I, I, I don't know what the what the how the choices looked. And I was not in those in that room, but uh, I do know that there were a lot of people who wanted <laughs> at Auburn who wanted Lane to be the head coach there, and they didn't get him. and uh, you would have to imagine it's it's going it, to be pretty it's 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 going to be pretty it's going to be pretty intense and uh, I don't know if there'll be golf balls or mustard I hope they check uh, when when people are walking in but I have a feeling it's 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 going to be pretty wild
0: Yeah I talked to Bill Flowers on my show earlier this week and he said that he was in the stadium at Ole Miss. when Ole Miss went to Auburn and won in 2003 he was there that was that Ben Obomanu drop pass it was just a typical crazy game and he said you could actually feel the sound in your eyes, uh, and he said it's the loudest place he's ever played.
3: Yeah, and I mean it was uh, a couple years ago. I I went there in 2021. That was my first year, and that was a, a pretty. I mean, it was Auburn was still pretty good at that point. I think they were four and two or six and. I don't know. They had two losses. I think with Bo Nix was still there, and then they. They ended the season pretty poorly uh, under Harson that year, but um, our place was loud, and uh, just with everything, all the circumstances around this, it's going to be so much. It's it's, I- I'm excited and and horrified for what I'm going to see.
0: Yeah, it's it's going it's going to be nuts. I'm I'm expecting my crossover with the lockdown Auburn guy to break records. Honestly, it's going to be absolutely nuts. Um, should be a should be a lot of fun just to watch that game. Even if you're a neutral into college football, that that's probably a game you want to tune in for because it could be a lot of fun. Anyway, Michael, thank you so much for joining us and thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listening every day, uh, making it your morning show. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network and we're available wherever you get your podcast. Anyway, your team every day. Thank you so much, Michael, and um, we'll talk to you again, bud.
3: Absolutely appreciate you.
0: All right, man.